Look in your home. Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Okay, stand up comedy time. Yeah, I'm going to crack 3. You can laugh the hardest on the one you find the best. Number 1. In the 4 days of the Barcelona test, Lotus was the fastest on 3 days. Maldonado was faster than 2. Grosjean also made it to the top. I assume Grosjean topped the third day. Yes, absolutely he did and I can't, can't can't understand what they were running on fumes. urine i don't know pr laps i'm telling you my friend everyone especially the midfield teams will need the money these are pr laps okay okay but, okay but pr that, joke pr joke ha bolo okay. yes button says mclaren could win in 2015 <laughs> they so desperately need that title sponsor i tell you that and ron dennis being himself is not listening to us and going to gillet i'm telling you they should just go sign up gillet mclaren honda come on <laughs> okay this one william said they had so many red flags this time Uh, during testing it felt like ralph schumacher was back in the car <laughs> <laughs> now that is below the helmet rishi <laughs> the helmets we're going to talk about the lap times we're going to talk about we're going to talk about formula 1 because that's what we do on the inside line f1 podcast testing roundup for you T- testing part 2 which is a second third of the testing which is 4 days in barcelona and circuit de catalunya mercedes oh my god are they extending their feet or what okay this is what they did on the 3 days that lotus was fastest they got the times grosjean and maldonado got their fastest times on the super soft tire which is the softest most grippiest tire mercedes was only 0.2 off them nico rosberg to say using the medium tire which is 2 seconds slower than the softer tire which means if they put on the soft tire the super soft tire they would have been in heaven Well, absolutely. Seventh heaven is where I'd leave it. Okay, <laughs> but Rishi, you know what? I'm going to tell you something even more interesting. Yeah. A Mercedes driver, okay. not a Hamilton, mm-hmm. which is everyone's favorite, mm-hmm. or a Rosberg, which is my favorite and not yours. Yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> He came onto the timesheet mm-hmm. twice on one of the days, and do you know why? Why? Because Mercedes has started experiencing reliability problems, not just <laughs> with the machines. <laughs> But with their men as well. Yes, true. Lol moment on the first day of the testing schedule. Uh, Hamilton, who was well, feeling feverish and wasn't so well, had to end his day prematurely. And the Force India test driver, who's actually Mercedes reserve driver, Pascal Villeneuve. Yeah. Pascal, difficult surname, <laughs> came in the car and actually switched cars. So this is what happened. Pascal was first driving for Force India, set a time, then switched on. wore a gray suit silver suit suit and got into another cockpit in the mercedes and set another time and i don't know i've never seen this before with the same driver with two different teams on the same board imagine no driver in the past 15 years that i know it and you know my memory is terrible <laughs> has gone from having no drives to two drives on the same day and the and driving day. the two days as well absolutely and and this was really good because you know he got into the car and put put more more than 100 laps and That, that's great experience. Yeah, that right? well, you know, with what twenty days of 
fitness schedule even I can do 100 laps Rishi that's how easy the cars are to drive these years I can still do it without the gym on my playstation <laughs> okay uh, RBR have have improved is what they're saying well, they, they were already aerodynamically perfect all they needed was a little more um, in, engine speed Ferrari has been concentrating on the long runs the battle for the second fastest is really between Williams, Ferrari and Red Bull and it's really looking interesting because I believe Williams is sandbagging a bit. Possibly. They look like the silent killer mm-hmm. and I love the fact that they're cracking jokes which means they're also very calm as well. You know, usually if they're going is bad, yes. uh, you know, you don't end up cracking jokes in life which is why we come on the Monday because the Monday blues help us be funnier <laughs> by the end of Monday. Okay, uh, testing wasn't, uh, uh, you know, aloof of surprises and some not the sweet ones. Alonso's crash, well... Firstly, thank God he's okay. He spent a night at the hospital just now for too. observation. Now, uh, looking at the second night as well. But McLaren is saying, oh, we blame the odd winds for his crash, etc., etc. That's Very possible. Winds can cause aerodynamic imbalance to the car, so to say, in some ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they haven't confirmed if he will participate in the final test or mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. But I do believe it will somewhere hamper McLaren's Preparation uh-huh. for 2015, especially if their target is to go win a race this year. <laughs> <laughs> but well, as long as he recovers well, yes. we don't need more fragile drivers. We we are okay with fragile cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully McLaren are able to regroup. Mm-hmm. Honda are able to put their seals properly. Mm-hmm. And they can go racing again. Well, Alonso is still contemplating whether he wants to be a part of the last four days of testing in, in Barcelona. But McLaren is not the only one that's taken a hit. Ferrari has taken a global hit well, because uh, they're not winning in F1 and they're not looking as shiny as they were as a brand before. Yes, yeah, so Lego has overtaken Ferrari as a top brand globally. Okay, And this is, of course, Ferrari as in the road car company. That's going to hurt, you know. Lego doesn't make a car with an engine. Yeah. And you make the car. <laughs> and still it's... And you know what? This is now why we know last year's Ferrari car was the Lego car with that step <laughs> nose or whatever they had. But yes, they've taken a global hit mm. and in an attempt to resurrect their brand image. I mean, it's great to know that Ferrari's global brand image, one of the parameters is their success in a global sport like Formula One. Mm. To resurrect their mm. Formula One hopes, they are trying to bring back Rory Byrne. Rory Byrne returns to Maranello, the guy who made the iconic multiple championship cars at Ferrari during the time of the famous, well, the all-famous Mile Schumacher. He's won 99 races, 7 world championships. This is brilliant, you know. Yeah, it's brilliant. But you know what, Rishi? Again, let's look at it this way. Hmm. Formula 1 is now contemplating in 2017. Hmm. 1000 BHP engines and wider tyres, take it back to how the older cars looked. But that doesn't mean you go back and hire older men. I mean, I know... <laughs> I know he's not beyond his prime and it's it's great to have Mr. Byrne back. Thank you, Mr. Byrne. Get Ferrari to its winning ways. We'd love to see Sebastian win. But... Uh, Rory is a little more than 70. So, it's, it's going to be a little difficult for him to actually get down. But the 99 board. victories. He's like Tendulkar, you know. Sachin Tendulkar. I will back till I get that one run with 100 and then get out. No problem. He wants his century of Formula 1 car win. And he's deserved it. Which also means, Adrian, you, you've got to come back and make some competitive cars to give us and give us really, really good racing. Uh, whilst Ferrari is planning a great, successful 2017, Renault's also been looking at it very, very carefully. Where Renault might want to come back as team owners, not only engine suppliers. They've been trying to buy out a team, you know, teams are up for grabs. So you never know if we again will have a Renault F1 like we had in the past, where Fernando won. 
Yeah, it's very silly if they come back. I mean, they're very welcome. It's great if they come back. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why they left in the first place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They would have currently been an iconic team by themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't even see why Honda keep coming and going. And, you know, just come in. Just say, like, listen, next 30 years, 20 years, we'll be there. It's a great marketing campaign, great marketing platform. Mm-hmm. And it is actually the DNA of what every automobile manufacturer is. That you make the fastest and the most efficient and, you know, everything else that a car should be. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless... I have one feeling, Rishi, here that that Renault's long-term commitment to the sport will hinge on the new regulations that we are hoping are written down sooner. Mm -hmm. Because if they bring back 1000 bhp engines, I wouldn't be too surprised if Renault realizes that Formula 1 is not where they need to be. Because remember this, Renault manufactures road cars, which you and I use every day. Unlike a Ferrari, which you and I would use... If and when we own one on probably a Friday night or a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. So the difference here is the core product that's offered to the consumers as well. And that's only my view. Well, Renault has plans. Vettel has plans too. So what has happened in Formula 1 is, and this is the latest news. Finally, Formula 1 has agreed to something is what Vettel has said. And that is ban on the design of the helmets through the air. So if a racer arrives to Melbourne with a certain helmet of a certain design of a certain color, he has to use it through the air. I am in with this rule because for a sport... Like Formula 1, which is already really difficult to register with the new rules and teams and driver names and I don't know what all keeps changing in Formula 1 so dynamically. You need something to be constant. And the only thing that pops out of a car, which actually looks different, is a driver's head, which is his face. So I want to recognize a driver by the helmet. For example, the Ayrton Senna iconic yellow still stands. You know, as the marketer, mm-hmm. I agree with your view. Mm-hmm. Formula One is all about building brands and they've struggled to do so in the last so many years. In fact, the only few brands people mm-hmm. recognize are Ferrari, McLaren, not so much Mercedes in Formula One yet. And maybe Red Bull. Mm-hmm. So by fixing helmet designs, they're helping a driver build a brand for himself. Mm-hmm. But I also disagree that a design rule should come into place. I mean, creativity can't be within boxes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like uh, Vettel said that, you know, he uses helmet designs to raise charity and help other causes. Mm. And what I really like is after winning four consecutive titles with Red Bull, Vettel forced Formula One to bring about regulatory changes on the cars. Now, after changing a helmet design every every year for the last couple of years, (laughs) he's forced them to bring about a ban on helmet design changes also. So, Vettel must feel like Schumacher already. You know, he must have a double diffuser in his helmet as well. (laughs) (laughs) In other news, Formula E has the Indian foot firmly planted there. Mahindra and Mahindra now makes it as an engine supply in that sport. So, that's woohoo! The first and only Indian automobile manufacturer that I can remember mm. who is listed as a series supplier for a global motorsport championship. I think that's massive. That's brilliant. Guys. brilliant. That's brilliant. Cool. And the next five make years. Make in India. Modiji's Make in India <laughs> campaign. Mahindra and Modi should be called. Thank you, Mahindra, for making us proud. And thank you, Steve and Nathan, for making us really happy. We've read your com- comments on our Facebook page. And yes, uh, we do agree at, at times that we need longer podcasts. Uh, well, we, we're just waiting for 
the season to unfold and i'm sure we'll have much longer tales to tell much longer she it is you because of whom we have shot a podcast <laughs> yes to like to try to keep it as stunted as possible because <laughs> formula 1 is already so complicated we're trying to keep it really sharp really funny for you guys but see yes but we love the fan comments yeah, don't they, we they're really good and even if you have a negative one please post it in yes. and we'll try and learn as but well but very crucially yeah. we request all our fans and listeners to share our podcasts from our facebook google plus twitter pages etc itunes is there this there's something new you came up with last week no oh, itunes has always been there you see you have no interest in the business of motorsport tune in was there yeah yeah something new <laughs> all right kunal has some 16 places where he has to put up this podcast so i'm going to keep quiet but i must remind you formula 1 is here it's roaring the next week is the final barcelona week before the races begin so Hopefully everybody will catch up with Mercedes if not Nico will catch up catch up with Lewis I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear Each week we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Bosa, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.